Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Hoffs here in studio. Bobby Bear is at the Silver Slipper, and we'll be joined momentarily by Saints head coach Dennis Allen as the Saints go on the road, lose to Pittsburgh 20-10, to fall to three and seven and coming into town this week will be the three and six Rams who have lost five of their last six games. Matthew Stafford did not play in their loss yesterday to Arizona because he has uh, had some concussion protocol. And as I'm told, we are joined by Saints head coach, uh, Dennis Allen coach. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, how's it going? Doing all right. You know, all things considered much like yourself, of course. And this afternoon, a few hours ago, you spoke to the media and you talked about, sense of urgency and then really then everything that you do coaching through players and that really kind of doing the same thing and expecting different results, you know, the definition of insanity, which led to immediate questions about changes at positions. And you said you'd made no decisions about any, you know, positions like quarterback, but that you, it is under consideration. Can you kind of take us through how that will play out this week, which includes talking to Jameis and seeing about his health? Yeah, look, we'll 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 handle that in house in terms of what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, you know, look, we're we're evaluating everything. Um, when you're in this position and the season hadn't gone like we would hope, um, you know, we're all looking for answers and looking for solutions, and I, I think that's I think that's the biggest thing that we're we're trying to do. Um, you know, I think a lot of times it can be easy to point out problems. Uh, and and much more difficult to find the solutions, and I think really that's what we're we're in the process of trying to do now. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, you're probably pulling out your hair with this uh, because you might have a game. Uh, it depends on the officiating crew how they're going to call penalties. You might say, "Well, we were pretty disciplined in this game. You know, we had three or four penalties, but looking at we finished with ten penalties with 74 yards. Uh, that ties the season high through ten games." And then all of a sudden, uh, you look at the penalties, six first downs the Saints gave up to the Steelers uh, the, due to the penalties. So uh, how do you address that? Because you might be good one week, and then you're not good the next week. 
I mean, you just look at an individual, and uh, I, I thought this was Alante Taylor's poorest game, uh, I mean, as far as we counting on him. Uh, but, but how officials call the game. I mean, how do you address penalties considering it looks like maybe we turned the corner one game and then not so much because all I know, this is old school. You never want nine penalties or more or 100 yards. It's like giving up a touchdown. Yeah, look, Bobby, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I, I really think, and I believe this, you know, generally most penalties occur – from, you know, either a lack of focus or, or lack of uh, technique, you know, and when you don't, you know, work your technique exactly right every single time, you know, when you're when you're when you're going up against some of these elite athletes, um, you know, it puts you in a stressful position. And so I think, you know, from from the standpoint of coaching, you know, we're just going to continue to work on all the fundamentals and techniques that you have to utilize to. To, to, to play the position that, that you're playing. And so, um, so that's, that's kind of what, you know, that's kind of where we're at and what we'll do. And, you, you know, you're right. There's, there's, there's been some games where you feel like, man, okay, we, we turned a little corner here and, 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 uh, uh, but look, we knew that this was a high penalty crew that we were facing. Um, we knew that they called a lot of DPI fouls, um, and we knew that roughing the passer was a big foul that they, they called a lot of. And so, um, you know, I think just focusing on who the crew is and, and what things are, are getting called, and we just have to, you know, we have to be better in that area. Now, uh, Coach Allen, every team deals with injuries, and obviously we were snake bit on the offensive line. Uh, but I'm puzzled by this because we've been, you know, you always want to stop the run and uh, be able to run the football. Uh, well, we ain't been able to stop the damn run, uh, I should say, the last two weeks. So one week after allowing the Ravens 188 yards, then we allowed the Steelers 211 yards. Uh, I mean, uh, that, that to me, and, and, and now we haven't been snake bitten on the D-line with injuries. Now, uh, I know Pete Warner wasn't there. I thought Kate Nellis has done a fine job plug and play. But why in the hell all of a sudden – We've gone from the penthouse to the outhouse stopping the run, considering where we rank. We were used to being, for sure, top five, if not top three. But the last two games, we've been getting gashed uh, uh, of trying to stop the run. Yeah, Bobby, you know, um, we haven't stopped the run as well uh, this season. Um, and, and, uh, and look, there's, there's uh, variables that go into that. I think there's, there's – you know, number one, you, you have to uh, be able to get off the blocks. Uh, you have to be able to uh, fit the run properly. You have to make tackles. Um, and, and we just haven't been quite as good this year as we have been in the past. Um, you know, I also think, you know, we've allowed teams to kind of extend some drives. And I think the last couple of weeks has been a little bit of a, uh, you know, just couple of things working together in in that look we haven't we haven't done a good enough job of of uh, stopping teams on third down which has allowed them to continue drives and and the time of possessions got out of whack and and they're they're the last two weeks i think it's been you know about 40 plus rushing attempts and and that's uh that's really a recipe for 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 not a lot of success when you're allowing a team to run 40 plus times in a game 
In the last couple of weeks, Coach, you've talked about really kind of putting some more emphasis on the turnover margin and getting more turnovers and, and trying to produce more turnovers. Sometimes I would imagine it's got to be a fine line between going after the ball, stripping that ball, and also just making the tackle, right? Because it's, 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 you, you, know, you want to get a shot to get the ball, but you got to get the guy to the ground. Yeah, look, I mean, there's, there's, uh, yeah, there, there's some, there's some give and take there, um, and certainly we, we made a big emphasis on trying to take the ball away more. Um, we haven't gotten the results that we that we've been looking for, but certainly that's something that we've um, that that we stressed, and I know our players are are uh, you know actively trying to do that. And so, um, look, you just got to keep chopping away at it, and eventually those things will come your way. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, fans have uh, told me, uh, like, say, Bobby, we should never have a game when you have an athlete like a Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, uh, where they don't even have 50 yards of total offense. Now, again, you know, you mentioned converting on third down, but uh, and it, you might say, well, uh, you know, it, it does matter how many plays you have. And I, I always say you're striving for 65 plays or more and not 45. But, you know, they ask me, well, why did Taysom Hill only have four touches? He ends up one yards. Uh, Kamara, 11 touches, 45 yards. Because they view Taysom Hill as Alvin Kamara. No matter who we played, we should have more success than that. Well, we certainly would hope so. Um, you know, and, and uh, you know, when you don't get in, in, into any flow of, a, of, of, of an offense, um, you know, it, it's much more difficult to – um, you know, figure out how you're going to spread the ball around to the different weapons that we do have. And so, um, you know, we, we certainly are aware of what we have in terms of uh, the weapons that we have on offense. Um, you know, obviously we had a plan to try to get Taysom, uh, you know, more involved and in, in, um, kind of look, the, we, we've had too many, you know, three and out, four and out, uh, and we just haven't been in a rhythm offensively where we can get that volume of plays going. We will have more with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. You're listening to the Saints Coaches Show with Mike Austin, and Bobby Abair. We're back after a break on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Bobby's in Mississippi. I'm here in the studio. We're speaking with Saints head coach Dennis Allen, who spoke with the media earlier this afternoon. And one of the things that you talked about was that you had a good talk with Cam Jordan uh, and other members of the of the locker room kind of leadership. And that, you know, basically it falls on everyone and that this team is just not playing up to the standard that, that you are used to and that the fans are used to. I mean, that's fa- fairly accurate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what what we've what we've done to this point um, has not been good enough, and uh, we own that. We accept that, and the only people that can change that are the people that are in this building. Um, you know, there's nobody walking in from outside that's going to change. Uh, you know where we're at, and so um, you know it's it's incumbent upon uh, the leadership coaches, players, um, to, uh, you know, hold each other accountable and make sure we get, make sure we get this thing turned around. Yeah. Um, you know, coach Allen, uh, when you look at like, uh, guys, you're counting on, uh, defensively and, uh, who you want to answer the bell. I mean, I, I think like Caden Ellis, you know, like Pete Warner was outstanding. I mean, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Scott Shanley, Scott Fujita type. Uh, but I, but I thought Caden Ellis, Caden Ellis, uh, what he's done, uh, you, you got to give him credit. I mean, here's a guy taking advantage of his opportunity. It's all about as a player taking advantage of opportunity that you have. Uh, well, so, so what is the task at hand? And uh, I look at a guy like Caden Ellis and what he's done. Uh, that, that's something to be proud of because it's all about you, you challenge all the players. Can you take advantage of the opportunity that you have right before you? I mean, look, he gets a sack, a quarterback hurry, tackle for a loss, he forced a fumble. I don't know. How in the hell we didn't recover that fumble? Like David <laughs> and Yamada jumps over the ball. I mean, I don't know. He's, he's off balance. But that, those are the kind of plays we got to make as a defense. And, and, and I thought that uh, Caden Ellis, I mean, taking advantage of opportunity with Pete Warner being out. Yeah, look, um, you know, that's certainly, you know, with some of the injuries that we've had this year, I mean, that's that's a that's – a, a, an outstanding point is that, you know, so, you know, sometimes these things are unfortunate when you have the injuries, but yet having guys that, that can step up and take advantage of the opportunity. And I, I agree with you. I felt like Caden Ellis did a really nice job of stepping into that role uh, that Pete Warner had played for us. Um, and, and I thought he played, I thought he played well in the game. You know, I thought Zach Bond was another guy that, you know, kind of stepped in, uh, and, and had an increased role on defense and, and did some good things. So uh, that was good to see some of these 
you know, uh, backup players or, or guys that maybe hadn't gotten as many reps uh, come in and, and, and function at a, at a pretty good level. Child, I don't know if you can really answer this, but I'm going to throw it out there. Um, that when you look at, like, the consistent play we had at the safety position uh, with Marcus Williams and Malcolm Jenkins, when I look where Tyron Matthews at right now, and, uh, you know, Marcus may have been hurt, he's been in and out, and the expectations there, and you got P.J. Williams. Uh, and then, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's now with the Eagles. To me, uh, that's something, you know, you look at the front seven, uh, then uh, that's something that, to me, has not been consistent as we've had maybe in the last two, two or three seasons coming into this year on the back end with that safety play. Man, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that's just my observation. Yeah, I think, you know, um, you know, part of that, I think, Bobby, is that we just haven't really had – a lot of consistency, you know, at the position in that, um, you know, I feel like each and every week we've, we've really kind of been in a different lineup uh, back there, you know, really within the, the secondary uh, as a whole. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I just think I, it's hard for me to single out a position and say, ah, oh, that, that's not, you know, I think overall I don't think we've, you know, played to the level that we're uh, that we're used to and that we're capable of. Coach, how frustrating has it been? Because through Week Ten now, that there's still some some technique issues and fundamentals. That's that's what you talked about this afternoon. That you're still kind of and that can be corrected in practice, as you talked about. But that you're still kind of having that that's still an issue through Week Ten. Well, I'll be honest with you. And every season that I've been a coach, that's always been an issue that you're trying to work on day in and, and, and day out. And, you know, fundamentals aren't something that, uh, you know, you just have it mastered and then you don't ever have to work on it anymore. It's something that you got to continue to work on, you know, every single day. And so, um, you know, that's – I don't know that that's the frustration. Um, you know, the frustration is that we haven't gotten the results that we're looking for. We are speaking with Saints head coach Dennis Allen. We'll step aside, take a quick break. It is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. The Saints back at home, Caesars Superdome, and we're joined by Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Coach, two teams, the Rams at 3-6 and six and the Saints at 3-7, and seven, who expected a lot more. So here comes a team that's, that's lost three straight, wounded animal. You know, they're both teams just enormously hungry uh, for a win to, to kind of right the ship here. Yeah, no question. I think both teams, um, you know, neither team expected to be in the position that that either one of us are in uh, this season, and and um, and so everybody, you know, was fighting to, uh, you know, to figure out how to get it turned around and 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 how to get it, you know, get a win. And so I look, I I can't speak for them. I can just speak for our team. I think our guys are hungry to win. I think they're uh, ready to you know, have a hell of a week of practice and and, uh, and, and, and try to turn this thing around. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, I don't want you to comment on injuries, uh, a particular player, but to me you might say next man up. Uh, but when you look at the offensive line and the Saints have always had, uh, considering we've been like, you know, uh, 15, 16 years in the Sean Payton and Drew Brees at all, well, we've had an outstanding offensive line winning in the trenches and we keep defenses off balance with the run, play action, and we're able to pass the ball. 
But when I look at we manage just a season low 29 yards rushing, uh, that's the lowest rushing total in nearly a dozen years. Uh, well, next man up might be uh, the case, but uh, that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean you're going to be productive. So I, I look at the offensive line and who was playing out there. If you're a Saints fan, you don't even know some of these cats that are out there, but to me that has to affect how efficient we are on the offensive line. There's no excuse. Uh, look at the, the Rams' offensive line has been struggling also. But uh, to me, that's one reason why maybe we struggled uh, running the football considering – uh, that we've not been able to bend dominant because of the injuries we've had on the O-line. Yeah, well, certainly we've had our fair share of injuries, um, you know, not only on the offensive line, but, you know, within the football team. But, you know, like you said, um, you know, that's why it's a team. And, and uh, it is kind of a next man up mentality. Um, I do think that, you know, um, Really, when you when you throw Trevor Penning into the mix, you'd say, well, there's you know there was three and 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 maybe even a fourth guy that you thought might be starting on your offensive line that that wasn't available to you uh, in this in this last game, and so um, you know it, it, it does make it more challenging, but yet you know everybody has to deal with those in in the in the NFL, and so you can't use that as a crutch or or a or uh, an excuse. We got to find a way to be productive offensively, um, you know, regardless of who we have playing up front. Uh, now, and look, uh, I thought those guys that went in there, I thought they 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 battered, battled their tails off, you know. Um, and for a lot of them, it was, um, you know, kind of their, you know, first real experience of playing a lot of snaps. Yeah, playing a lot of snaps in a real NFL game is a lot different than practice. Or the preseason. Now, uh, Coach Allen, I, I agree with you 100% with this. It's all about a production business. And, and obviously, uh, it's not like all of a sudden, uh, you know, we paying Colin Murray all this money. Uh, like with the Cardinals, he has to be the guy. Or Russell Wilson has to be the guy with the Broncos. I look at the combination of uh, Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. It's all about production. So uh, I'm taking the approach that going forward and it's uh, uh, the individual's best interest, that being like a Jameis Winston or the team, we just want to win. We want to get productive players out there. So could you see a case and scenario that, that they've had fans text me, oh, why would Jameis Winston want to go out there? He wants to go out there because he's a freaking pro. Why wouldn't he want to play and better himself and better the team and help the team win? Because that's in his best interest and the team's best interest. So going forward, isn't it all about the production at the quarterback position, whether it's Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston? Because you get a lot of the blame, but you're going to get a lot of the credit. And it's all about can you lead a winning football team? Yeah, well, look, I, I, I look at that as no different than, than you know, uh, any other position. And, and, and you said it, Bobby, you know, it's a production-based business. And, um, you know, we're, we're all – we're all professionals in this, and, 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 and this is what we all signed up for. And, look, we got, a, we got a competitive group of guys that want to be out there playing. They want to be out there to help the team. And, um, you know, and so uh, I think the quarterback position is no different. I think both those guys want to, want to go out and compete and want to do whatever they can to help this team win. Coach, you mentioned Trevor Penning. Is he 
progressing? I know he's he's out of IR within that 21 day window. Is he is he close? Uh, and certainly, this big week of practice will help a lot. But is he close to getting back in there? Yeah, well, we're hoping that at some point this week we got him back out at practice and and uh, and he can begin to participate in some of the things that we're doing. Um, he is making progress. Um, when that when that day is that that um, he's able to step onto the field, I can't tell you that exactly right now, but I know he's getting closer, and and so it's that's encouraging. Now, uh, you know, Dennis, looking at uh, the Rams, uh, obviously they've had a disappointing season. Uh, just goes to show you can go from the penthouse to the outhouse. The worst start in the first nine games from a Super Bowl champion. They are three and six. Now they're dealing with injuries. You look Matthew Stafford, a concussion. Luke Cooper Cup has a serious ankle injury. Hey, but uh, no one's feeling sorry for you. Uh, for you. So uh, the, the bottom line is, um, you know what? And Deuce and I has talked about this. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past. I probably told you this before. You got to go one and no. It don't matter what's going to happen in December or what just happened. Can we go 1-0 going forward? And the one thing uh, going forward, can we be plus one? Plus one in the turnover margin because I know you're not winning anything. we minus 12 of the season, dead last in the league. No, you're not going to win. It's not like it's no magic trick. You're not going to win. We've got to end up somehow taking the football away, protecting it, and it could all start come Sunday against the Rams. Yeah, look, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, um, you know, you're not winning anything when you're minus 12 in the turnover takeaway ratio, and, and that's there's two elements to that. You know, we've got to do a better job of taking the ball away on defense, um, and we've got to protect the ball better on on uh, offense and in the kicking game. And um, and and when we do that, um, we we've had some success, and so. That's got to be our mindset moving forward, and, and, and when we're able to do that, um, then we'll start reaping some, some of the benefits of all the hard work that these guys are putting in. Well, Coach, one game at a time starts Sunday at noon with the Rams. Best of luck as we continue uh, to turn this thing around, and thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Y'all take care. Saints head coach Dennis Allen. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. When we come back on the Saints Coaches Show, Bobby Abair and myself will speak with Dan Roshar, the run game coordinator, also the tight ends coach. You've had, of course, a big couple of games from Juwan Johnson. We'll talk with Coach Roshar about this after the break on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear at the Silver Slipper in Mississippi. We are joined now by Saints run game coordinator as well as tight ends, Dan Roshar. Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. So it's certainly it's been tough as, as a run game coordinator, and Coach Allen talked about it in the, in the first half hour, and that's the run game itself. You only had 15 run plays against Pittsburgh and also just 15 rush plays against Baltimore. So hard to get into kind of momentum going when you really – don't run the ball that often, correct? Yeah, it is a challenge that way, as you guys know. Um, the games that we've been able to establish the run and stay with the run and have consistency throughout the game, we felt like we've had pretty good production, and these last two weeks have, have been a real struggle for us. Now, uh, you know, Dan, when you look at, okay, uh, you're establishing uh, the, the run game plan, you know, uh, you have uh, you get with Coach Carmichael. Okay, this is how we want to attack him in the passing game, the running game. Then you combine all that. Uh, how does that come into play? Because I think it, it. I know it matters. Who in the hell's blocking? And, you know, you might want this particular run play, whether Taysom's that uh, quarterback, like a power uh, quarterback type run, or what you're doing with Kamara. Uh, but it does matter who you're running behind. So does that come into play when you're setting up a game plan? Who's available for the actual game uh, coming up, like, well, for instance, against the Rams? Yeah, Bobby, as you know, um, that's always the consideration each and every week. You, you not only set up a plan that you think attacks the defense structurally and what you think you can do well, but then you got to factor in your matchups, no different than the passing game. Uh, you're always considering matchups. You know, how does our center match up on the nose? How do our guards and our tackles match up on the interior and the exterior players of the defense? And, um, you know, that's always a consideration. And certainly, you know, the loss of Eric uh, and, and Anders the last, you know, last couple of weeks, uh, it, it's, it's changed a little bit in how you think about things. Now, uh, you know, Dan, looking at the tight end position, um, I want you to talk about, because he seems like he's taking that next, next step, uh, Jawan Johnson uh, from the tight end position. It seems like he's more involved. I know Andy has given him opportunities as far as targets. He ended up uh, having four uh, you know, catches for 63 yards, and, and he's caught a few touchdowns. So, so what do you look at uh, a guy in developing Somebody that's not necessarily, uh, he wasn't a, a high school or college player like a tight end, but he was a, a big wide receiver that was moved to tight end. It seems like he's embraced that, and it looks like he's excelling and taking the next step maybe uh, to, to be that guy that you can count on. Well, Bobby, uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head. He's really made progress. You, you think a year ago um, – he made the transition from wide receiver to the tight end room and uh, he embraced it fully at that time. He just didn't understand it. And he's clearly getting a better understanding of exactly what we're trying to do, why we're trying to do it. Um, and to his credit, he really worked hard in the off season. He invested a lot of time in himself and we're seeing some process or progress that way. The one thing I do note is, you know, just in a year's time, the questions and the way he sees defense now, he actually asks things that a tight end would ask. And he's really, he's really, his football, his football IQ has improved greatly. And uh, we are seeing some of that production. I think one of the, one of the areas he's really improved most in is in the, in the blocking area. And he's still got room to grow there as he gets stronger and bigger and has more opportunity. 
but that's that's really come along. And then he's been fairly reliable in catching the football this year. It's been consistent, uh, and he's done some good things with it. And as you said, the quarterbacks have given him some opportunities. And Pete and our, our passing game people have put together uh, opportunities for him to attack the defense. And coach, just continuing on that thought with with Juwan, he's a converted wide receiver. So as as he gains that knowledge of being a tight end, he also still possesses the skills that made him a wideout that other tight ends maybe don't have. So he, if he can continue on that other road of blocking and and catching, he's got some uh, instinctive, innate skills that you just can't teach everybody. He really does, Mike, and I think we we see his progress each and every day. You know, I think one of the other things that uh, is worth noting. He's really matured as a football player. I think a year ago, a bad play would happen. It would it would impact a series. Sometimes it impact a half, um, and in some cases, impact an entire game. He's been able to move on from negative plays, and that's a credit to him and his maturity. You know, we start the game, um, they stem, um, and and uh, he jumps off sides, and I think a year ago we would have seen that that impact him very negatively throughout the game. I thought he did a nice job of, of one, recognizing that he made a mistake, but being able to put that aside and just go forward and play. And, and um, I think those are the things that we're going to see him grow. So really excited about where he can go and uh, um, been pleased with where he's gotten himself to at this point. Now, uh, you, know, you know, Dan, uh, fans have asked me, because we've been spalled, uh, going back to Jeremy Shockey, I can go through 15, 16 years, and uh, you look at all the great tight ends uh, that we've had and their contribution. Uh, but uh, they always ask me this, Bobby, where do you think Adam Troutman's at? I said, well, first thing, he has to stay healthy. You know, the COVID season, he's drafted in the third round. And, you know, kind of a, a basketball background kind of said they uh, looked at him. I remember, if I can recall, you know, 6'5", 255 pounds. But uh, a lot of fans have been disappointed in Troutman's overall production because he maybe hasn't been a, a dominant even like an old older player like a benjamin watson i'm not talking about being a jimmy graham but but where is right. troutman at right now i know he had a couple of catches he had a long gain of 18 is it a matter of him staying healthy he had that unbelievable game well, i want to say last year against the eagles but then all of a sudden then he gets hurt i mean well, you know so fans ask me that all the time where is troutman at so, Bobby, as you know, I think I think one of the things that uh, is important is being available. And uh, unfortunately, he's had a couple setbacks that way, but he's always fought his way back and, and come back. I think one of the things that we've gotten to is we, we value the tight end so much for his ball reception contribution and what's lost in it. You know, we had a couple weeks of those stretches where we're rushing for some good numbers, he was so vital in what we were doing. There's very few guys that can work at the C-gap level and uh, be able to match up against big people. And that's one of the things that we really value in his play. And yet he's still a very, very good receiver. He he uh, just hasn't had the opportunities. And as you mentioned, um, uh, really, uh, his inability to stay on the field, missing a couple of games each of the last couple of years, has, has, has hurt some of his development. It's hurt some of his opportunity. But I, I watch him. Uh, I think he's running routes at a much better level than he was a year ago. Um, I like the way he's expressing things. And to date, really, you know, you go back to the, the one catch he had an opportunity to score on. Um, you know, he just had a 50-50 ball that he didn't pull down. But up to this point, 
when he's had his opportunities, been able to catch the football and advance it. Um, and, and again, I think like all of us, we want to see that explosive player that's catching the football down the seams and getting in between the second, the secondary and, and the linebacker levels and going to work. And, and, um, you know, Juwan's getting some of those opportunities. Uh, Adam has not. And yet, when I grade him and look at him and watch him in the run game, I've been I've been pleased. Now, I didn't think he had a particularly strong effort against Pittsburgh. He had a couple plays that, that uh, we'd like to have back and he'd like to have back, but he'll go back to work. And I think his best football is still in front of him. So I would encourage all of the fans just to be patient with his development. It's coming. Coach, uh, I'm not – I'm teasing when I'm going to ask this question. I'm just curious because with Taysom with so many positions at quarterback and tight end and running the ball, but yet as a tight end, I mean, does he kind of bounce from room to room and how is he kind of acclimating himself to, to the tight end room and really the position itself? Well, I think he's done a really good job. So this was the very first year during training camp. He was in the tight end room. And I think uh, self-admittedly, he didn't realize there was as much involved in what we were doing with calls and techniques and targets and things of that nature. And unfortunately he didn't have much training camp because of the, the foot injury and then the ribs and so forth. But uh, when he has come back during the season, what we've done to balance it is on Wednesdays, when, when we install base run game and base play action and drop back game, he's in the tight end room. And then on Thursday, he goes back into the quarterback room when we start talking about third down. So he's staying really in tune to both areas. And, um, you know, the unique challenge for him is, is to get him on the field in spots. But one of the more unique challenge for us is when he goes into the quarterback role, you know, how's the defense going to play us? And when he's playing in the tight end role, how's the defense going to play us? And the unknown sometimes is a little bit more challenging than, than realizing if he was – Full time at one spot or the other, but uh, he's been he's been outstanding. I think he's he's really embraced it. I think he's been great for our football team. He's got a tremendous attitude, and he's been productive when he's gotten his opportunities. Well, coach, we appreciate your time. I know these are challenging times and lots of work going on there on airline drive. And best of luck and uh, get get a big W on Sunday against the Rams. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Bobby. You guys right, have a Dan. good night. Dan Roshar, right, the bye. run game coordinator, tight ends coach. Bobby J, thank you, my friend, as always. Who that? Who that? When we come back, Mike Dettelier will go back to the Silver Slipper. Bobby will take a seat. We'll talk to Mike Dettelier about the NFC South. And Monday night, the Commanders and the Eagles on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, we go back to the Silver Slipper where Mike Dettelier joins us. Monday night football, Mike, it's the Commanders of Washington at Philadelphia. The Eagles off to their best start in 90 years. And I know you and Bobby talked about it earlier because I know I had written about it earlier as well. And that's, you want to know the, the had to be 8-0. You be plus 15 in the turnover ratio. The Eagles have 18 takeaways, just three giveaways. And if you look at the Saints at minus 12, that's the difference right now. Now the Eagles haven't played yet. In fact, they're, they're only 8-0. We've played uh, 10 and that's the difference of 27 turnovers through eight games. That's unbelievable. That, that, that is a huge stat. And listen, that's a winning stat for the Eagles. Um, tonight's one of those games you've got to be careful with. It's a big spread, 11, 11 and a half. 
you play in a team that, you know, okay, you say Washington's not real good. Well, uh, you wonder how, you know, motivated the Eagles are, you know, at this point. Because I think teams that will beat Washington, they'll be the type teams that – That'll give you a lot of trouble. But, man, the ability to turn the football over with, the Eagles have been just terrific doing so. And they are really getting sparked by that defense and making plays, shortening the field for Jalen Hurts. And, man, you got some receivers there. When you talk about Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown and the tight end, Dallas is really, really good. And they can run the football. Mike, they maybe have the best offensive line in pro football. But it, it, it's an interesting game tonight because the Redskins, uh, excuse me, the Commanders have played them so well throughout the years. And the weird part is, like, if you're Philly, you're 8-0. If you were in most other divisions, you'd be thinking about clinching in a few weeks, right? They're 8-0. The Giants are right behind them at 7-2. And the Commanders are at 4-5 and five are really just like a game or so out of a playoff spot in the NFC. So it's just – it's like it is a wacky NFC East. If you talk about a division that you thought would, wouldn't be as good, it would have to be the NFC East. The way the Cowboys have played, the way the Eagles certainly have played, Washington's played, you know, they've been a, a pretty good team. They're a tough out, put it to you that way. The Giants have been a major surprise, a major surprise of how good. Brian DeBall's done an outstanding job, just an outstanding job with the Giants. So they've been the surprise in that NFC East of just how well all of them have matched up, and every one of them give you issues. Now, all of them got some issues, but they give you issues too. Right. So the Rams come in uh, this Sunday, and I'm enormously aggravated with them, mostly because of the 2018 2019 NFC Championship, but that game with Tampa a couple of weeks ago still grates my nerves that they just they that you don't go out there and try to win because you I mean it's an important situation for your team. You had lost one, you know, you're trying to get back on the winning situation and you got an opportunity to beat Tom Brady and you said, no, what we'll do is we'll give him another chance to go 50 yards into the end zone. It's just it's, that don't work no more. That's right. E- even at you, 45 you, years old, you can old. give him one chance. They gave him one and beat it, but you can't give him two. Yeah, and then the situation this week, uh, they won't have Cooper Cup. Uh, no. I've talked to a few people there to tell me he's not playing this weekend. So, again, you you got some opportunities. Uh, Stafford has been hurt. And the offensive line play, Mike, it's been god-awful. They're on their third-string left tackle. Okay, a lot of people in L.A., I got to get rid of the old pops. You know, he's played his best football. Man, Andrew Whitworth could still play. He was still a stud player a year ago. The offensive line play has not been good. And Brian Kelly said something today that I thought was interesting. He said, winning is like losing. Uh, you know, it, it, once it spreads, it's sort of like a cancer. You know, that it, when you lose, it sort of spreads quickly. And when you win... It spreads quickly. You look at the Rams, got no confidence. No confidence at all this year in how they play. And you can tell uh, just in their emotions, how they handle things. Now, you win a Super Bowl, you always got a little bit of a a drop-off. Not this type drop-off. Right. 
But there's, he's, they're still getting kind of a, a, a hall pass out there. And you talked about that kind of momentum when it comes in, when you win, it comes in bunches, when you lose. I feel it's the same thing with, with, with turnovers. I mean, the Saints had two interceptions against Green Bay in the season opener last year, and it just kind of kept going. It got momentum kind of. But when you go four or five games and you don't get one, then you start pressing, then it's harder to get one, and you've got two in the entire season. They had two in the first game. I mean, it's just it's like they come in bunches or they don't come in bunches. Yeah, uh, Pete Jenkins has a line about it because, you know, Pete's an old defensive line coach, and he always would tell me, Mike Sachs comes in bunches. The harder you press to get them, the smaller number you get. He said, it just naturally comes, and you're going to get it in spurts where you might get one and maybe two, then you don't get any. Then you might get six and five. You know, and he says, I'm just telling you, I've been around it long enough that it comes in bunches. And the same thing sort of happens with turnovers. Uh, now, you've you got a little bit of football, you know, kind of luck go involved with, with turnovers because you understand why some of these guys are playing defense. You can hit them right between the hands and they don't <laughs> come up with it. But it's funny, Pete has long said that, and it's, it's interesting how you can equate the turnovers and the sacks, and it all sort of comes in bunches. And the more you press, as he's always told me, the more you press on it, the least production you're going to get. And quickly and finally, and it just this to me, it's the epitome of the Saints season. You get the interception through Jarvis Landry's hands, right through his hands, right oh. to the safety. Next play, balls on the ground, which seems like 30 seconds, and you don't come up with it. I mean, that's like, that is it. That's the microcosm. Yeah, and, and so those are the plays that winning teams make yep. and losing teams <laughs> seemingly don't make it. So I, I get it perfectly. All right, my friend. Thank you, as always. Thank you, Mike. Mike Dettelier from the Silver Slipper. So Sunday, the three and seven Saints against the th- three and six Rams. Will it be Stafford? We don't expect Cooper Cup, but a big one for the Saints to try to just win one, win one. Thanks for listening tonight to the Saints Coaches Show right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Good night, everyone. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 